It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros continue their nine-game road trip with the first of three in Oakland against the A's. Astros dropped two out of three in Arizona, including a 5-4 to four walk-off loss to the Diamondbacks yesterday. Jose Altuve, three hits, a homer and a double, scored three times. Alex Bregman, two hits, a two-run home run and a double. But the Astros suffered their second consecutive loss and are 3-3 three and three so far on this nine-game trip, taking on an A's team that's been rolling. They've won six in a row after a 6-4 to four win over the Rangers yesterday in Oakland. Astros 6-6 six and six in second place, the ALS, two and a half games behind the A's, who are 9-4 and four atop the division. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Zach Greinke on the mound for the Astros today, and Greinke has been very good against the A's in his career, particularly last year after coming over from the Diamondbacks. A .69 ERA in two starts with two wins against Oakland a year ago. Yeah, a very spacious ballpark in Oakland. I think that plays into Greinke's favor because he's kind of a, a fly ball pitcher when he uses that real slow curveball. He can keep him off balance, and man, he's just a really good control artist, and you just don't see that those types of pitchers around the league much anymore. Big reason why he's lasted as long as he has, of course. Uh, he's a competitor. Uh, the A's are trying to make a statement in this when you know uh, the last five years the Astros have had their way with them. So a big start for Grinke to get things off on the right foot. Chris Bassett on the mound for the A's, and he's off to a great start this year. Has allowed just a run over nine and two-thirds innings and coming off a win his last time out Sunday in Seattle. You know what? He's not talked about enough. I mean, he's six foot four, righty. He throws about 94 miles per hour. Great cutter, slow curveball, but uh, he matched up with Verlander and Cole last year and held his own in those ball games. So uh, the Astros know that they have their work cut out for him against a pitcher like Chris Bassett because you know, quietly, he's become very respected around the league. Keys to the game are presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros, a big reason why they've been able to take the division each of the last three years has been their success against Oakland, and it goes back even further than that. 58-37 and 37 against the A's since 2015, won 11 of the 19 meetings last year, and I think both of these teams look at the series against each other as, as a chance to, to make a statement. Yeah, and I think Oakland's kind of licking their chops right now thinking, you know, I mean, 97 wins each of the last two years for the Oakland A's and still falling 10 games behind the Astros last year. And when you look at it from the outside, Oakland's better. I mean, they're, they're healthier, and they've got some of their young guys, uh, especially pitching, uh, that's, that's coming up and into their own. 
And the Astros, definitely on paper, especially with all the injuries, are definitely worse. So Oakland feels like, you know, they've got, they've got a, a great chance to, to kind of reverse fortune right now and, and take over the division. And they want to uh, start with a statement, as you mentioned, uh, in this series. So it starts tonight. Uh, hopefully Grinky can hold them off. But uh, I think Oakland feels like it's their time now. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from former Astros broadcaster and current A's broadcaster Vince Contronio. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good time into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford box pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Bregman ready. Brighton set. The 2-2. And Bregman hits it in the air. Pretty deep to left field. It sends back Peralta. Still going back. Looking up. See you later. A go-ahead two-run home run for Alex Bregman. And the Astros are back on top. 4-3. to three. Boy, that's what big-time players do. Alex Bregman's big-time. Got a breaking ball with two strikes, stayed back, and crushed it to left center field. The 2-2 to Calhoun. And that is ripped hard down the right field line, and that is a fair ball, and the ball game is over. Tim Locastro scores. Nick Ahmed scores the winning run, and the Arizona Diamondbacks come back to beat the Astros in the bottom of the ninth, 5-4. to four. Well, Dusty, a real tough one uh, last night in Arizona, and... You know, you'd been trying to get to Ryan Presley the, the last few days. He hadn't pitched since his first game uh, in Anaheim over the weekend, but uh, he, had a, he had a blowout win and then a couple of games where you were down, so you didn't get a chance to pitch him. And then you finally get him in the game, and unfortunately he struggled. Uh, and uh, do you think Russ had, had anything to do with that since it had been a little while? Well, maybe, but, you know, he was throwing the ball great. You know, I mean, he was throwing 95, 96. Uh, you know, he threw some good pitches, uh, but, you know, they didn't miss him. And, and, and sometimes it's not always the fault of your pitcher. Sometimes it's to the credit of, of the opposition, you know, and they hit some good pitches. Uh, you know, they surprised us by not bunting at all, you know what I mean, by – especially when they let, um, uh, you know, Ahmed uh, hit. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that ball, another foot is a double play all the way and they're out of the inning and uh, you know we're out of the inning so to speak so uh and then they had two strikes on um on Marte and you know he had a good pitch uh you know probably the thing that he probably want to take back was the walk you know the leadoff walk uh you know set the stage especially when they when they ran the Castro for him one of the fastest guys in the league and then that that automatically kind of puts you in a situation where you think he might steal and then that's going to change your repertoire of pitches uh, because you don't want to bounce a breaking ball or even throw a breaking ball. It's going to give him more of a chance to steal. So, uh, you know, if, if you had to do one thing all over again, I'm sure he, you know, he'd tell you that, you know, the leadoff walk. And, uh, you know, they always say walks a haunt, uh, haunt you, which they did, uh, especially, you know, leading off, to, I mean, you know, in the ninth inning. You did get some really good performances from some of your young pitchers, Brandon Belak. I don't know that you could have asked for any more from him in his first big league start with, with uh, the five innings uh, of scoreless baseball. And Andre Scrub, we saw him turn in another excellent outing as well, retiring all four batters he faced. 
Well, you know, uh, you know, Belak had a had an outstanding game. You know, we wished he could have gone further, but uh, you know, heck, he had 80 pitches, and he was kind of wobbling when he came off the mound. I said, "Hey, you're okay," and his his eyes kind of rolled back in the back of his head. You could tell he was completely out of gas, and uh, you know, he gave us all that he had. Uh, uh, you know, Big Scrub has made some uh, some adjustments. You know, with um, uh, with Strami, you know, he changed his head position and some things to you know, permit him to throw more strikes. And, uh, you know, he had an excellent curveball going yesterday, um, you know, and then we got a big clutch home run, uh, you know, out of Bregman. And uh, this goes to show you, we, we just got to keep on scoring uh, because, uh, you know, one run lead, especially in their park, you know, uh, it's not enough. So uh, we got to go back to drawing board, just keep on scoring and try to put these games out of reach. You mentioned the big home run from Alex Bregman, and, you know, you're getting a chance to manage guys, so I'm sure you saw a lot on television, and Bregman and Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve, guys who are superstars in this league. Do you feel like you've learned some things about those guys being around them that obviously you wouldn't have picked up just from, from watching them from afar all these years? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, the, the, you know, to be around them, to read body language, you know, to see, uh, you know, their, their focus and concentration. Uh, it was great to see Jose – you know, get off, uh, you know, like he did yesterday, you know, with, you know, he hit the ball extremely hard all game. You know, he made some minor adjustments because he's been looking for probably something major and usually it's something minor that that's going to put everything else in the sink. And, uh, and you know, Jose is going to hit and it's driving him crazy not to hit. And so, uh, you know, that's a, I mean, that's a positive, positive sign uh, for the top of the order, especially when him and Bregman are, are, are getting on base. You, you know, you got Michael Brantley sitting there in the middle that's, that, that's been steady Eddie. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Uli the clutch man. I call him the clutch man because this guy can drive and runs and he enjoys driving and runs. So, you know, our offense is, uh, is uh, slowly but surely, you know, getting back to quality and, uh, and, and, and some timely hits. You know, we're getting quite a few hits, but, you know, we, you know, we need some timely hits. So I feel very positive going into this series here. George Franger came out of the game last night in the seventh inning, uh, hurt his, his left wrist, uh, making a diving catch earlier in the game. Uh, you know any more about Springer today? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he, he had x-ray yesterday, which, which came up negative, which we were, uh, you know, glad it was. But the MRI shows, you know, even something deeper if something had happened. And, uh, you know, he got up early this morning at 7 o'clock to get an MRI, and I couldn't wait to get the results from our, our trainer, uh, um, and, uh, uh, Jeremiah Randall. And then I was so happy when he texted me that nothing was broken, that it was a sprain. And a lot of times a sprain, you know, they say is worse than a break, but I, not at this point in time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, he's on day-to-day, and, uh, uh, you know, he told me, George said he's a he's a quick healer, and so <laughs> and so hey I'm, I'm I'm certainly hoping so, but but we can't rush him back in there either because if not this thing will be with him all year because I explained to him that I had a bad wrist on and off for years and uh, you know on a on a slide or you brace yourself to put it down and it can always return so we you know we want to get it as as well as possible. All right, Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. Astro Launch will continue right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. 
Well, welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with a special guest ahead of a three-game series with the Oakland A's, man. It's Vince Catronio, former Astros broadcaster. Uh, you've been with Oakland, Vince, for a long time now. How you been doing? We're doing this virtually, Sparky. We should be face-to-face <laughs> having fun. 15th year here. It, it should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like, uh, I mean, you've raised your stock with a mask on. I mean, with, with a mask, I think you're a seven or an eight. I think this is a good look for you. <laughs> Might be something I stay with. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at this series uh, through Oakland's eyes, and, and I see Oakland had a great season each of the last two years. They win 97 last year, still finished 10 games behind uh, the Astros. But when you look at, a, at it on paper, Oakland's better, uh, I'm assuming, and the Astros have gotten worse. Do you see it the same way? Well, I mean, the Astros are wounded, yep. number one. And with all the innings that are free agents or attrition or mm-hmm. hurt, it's, it's, it's a difference. But the A's still know that the one thing the Astros do have is offense. Mm-hmm. And they score a lot of runs. Now, the A's starting rotation has had moments. They haven't really broken through yet, but the bullpen has been unbelievable. And it's just been fun – to watch these guys, all these arms kind of come together and get a lot of big outs. Uh, this is a group offensively that, you know, like you said, for the most part, they've been together. A lot of them have been together since the minor leagues. Yeah. And you win 97 games back-to-back years to get bounced in one game is is not uh, something that sits well with them. So uh, just, just the playoff setting this year is different. It's three games at home, whether you're first or second. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. I think that helps them. And they're, they're right now a team offensively that the numbers don't look good, but there's been somebody different each day that's done something to contribute. Well, the, the numbers for Matt Chapman aren't good. He's had a couple of big home runs. Ramon Laureano's been very consistent. Matt Olson's got the home run bad going. Mark Hanna's had some big hits. Stephen Piscotti, the grand slam. Even Austin Allen, new to the club, with a uh, turning around a game with his first major league home run. They've had a lot of those things happen, waiting for somebody to truly get hot. Chris Davis, who's in the lineup tonight against a right-hander, which was something that Bob Melvin had shied away from here recently. He's driven in four runs the last two days. They need Chris Davis to have some semblance of the Chris Davis of 2018. He does that, and it's a much deeper lineup, and they have a chance to really do some things in the shortened schedule. Okay, two years ago and three years ago, Chris Davis was a beast. What happened to him last year? Well, he got hurt. Okay. You know, he's playing the outfield in Pittsburgh ran into the railing in foul territory and made a catch and hurt his hip. And whether he came back too fast or just it was, it was an injury that, that nagged, it stayed with him a long time. And he really kind of kept that internal. You could see him chasing, you could see him uncomfortable in the box and he just wasn't a threat. And this season began, he mentioned that he was much more relaxed this year because I don't feel like I have to carry the club. As evidence of what happened the previous year, we won 97 games. I was basically not the 247, 40 home run guy. I was much less than that. <laughs> so I think that that helped him to a certain degree. Uh, but the A's still know that he's so important to their offense. And this season started off slow. He was 0 for 15, got a soft hit, and then suddenly started to barrel some balls. He's raised his hands in a stance, which he says makes a difference. Uh, he feels much more comfortable recently. Got a home run in Seattle. And when he hit the home run there, Steve, there was an unbelievable reaction by the bullpen and by the by the dugout. It was so different now with no crowds. Yeah. Uh, but but so you could visually see the excitement that they had for their teammate and the realization of how important Chris is to the club. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a big moment. So 
maybe he's on the verge of turning the corner again because at the beginning of the season he was getting pitches you know, that got a lot of the plate, 94, yeah. 95, that he would hit a long way, that he was fouling back or missing. And he's maybe starting to show signs of that changing. A lot of respect for Bob Melvin. I know you guys do too, uh, three-time manager of the year. He figures out a way. Who are his go-to guys? You, you mentioned the bullpen as a strength. It wasn't last year. You know, it kind of got muddied last year. Uh, who's he going to? Who, who are his big guns when, they, when it matters most? Well, Liam Hendricks saved the bullpen last year when Blake Trinan, who had this unbelievable historic 2018, basically fell on his face last year, which at times is something a lot of bullpens deal with, you know, yeah. from one year to the next. It's year unpredictable. Yeah. So, so Liam stepped in, became an all-star, and he's got that role again. Then the eighth inning is Jake Diekman sometimes from the left side, Joaquin Soria. And Joaquin is, you know, a little long in the tooth, but he knows what he's yeah. doing. And at 92 with different arm angles and a little bit of a breaking ball and has the confidence that he's in charge, I think that makes a difference. And then you've got, uh, you know, Yusufar Petit, who throws – Almost as slow as you used to throw. It throws 88. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> but he throws strikes, and he, he commands the ball both sides of the plate, you know, with a four-pitch mix. He's a real leader down there in his way. Uh, you know, Burt Smith is a guy that came out of nowhere. The last time the A's and the Giants actually executed a trade was 1989 for easy Ernie Riles. And Burt Smith came over <laughs> in February of this year. Tommy John guy, missed two years of baseball. He pitched in 2013, got back to the big leagues in 2018. And he's pitched some big innings for the A's this year. Hard thrower, big Texas kid, 95 with, you know, good breaking ball and better command, which is something he didn't have in the minor leagues. They've got some weapons down there, but you know, now we're seeing this weekend the second start of Jesus Lazardo. Gets the team excited. You'll see yeah. Frankie Montage tomorrow. He's really turned the corner as a leader and a, and a real force. And tonight, I think, is an underrated guy in Chris Bassett. He throws 94. Uh, he's got that, you know, that kind of puppy dog look out there. He's got the big hammer at 69 to 70 miles an hour. Yeah. He, he's got some confidence. He left the club at strikeouts last year and uh, made 25 starts or 28 starts for the club and really stepped in, won 10 games. So I think he's really kind of seen his stock rise at, a, at a, an important time because one key that's missing is A.J. Puck. You know, A.J., who's going to be in the rotation, big, hard-throwing left-hander, reminiscent of Randy Johnson, who Bob mm-hmm. Melvin had with you know, with the Diamondbacks. And he had a shoulder problem in spring training, the first spring training, came back to the second spring training, was cruising along, and suddenly Velo was way down in his last outing, like 91. Mm-hmm. Found out that it, was, that it was barking again. He's been shut down. He's throwing now at the alternate side in San Jose, but he's he's weeks away, and if he comes back, he'll be in the bullpen. But So Chris Bassett has really done a nice job of of stepping in his spot. All right, last thing with Vince Catronio, broadcaster for the A's. Uh, there's a player on your team that I've admired for a while now, and he's been around, uh, but it looks like he's just getting better and better and better. And I think he's one of the better hitters in the American League West. It's Mark Canna. He bats fifth for you guys tonight. Uh, do you see it the same way? Uh, it, it, Mark Canna is very dangerous, isn't he? He's evolved. Yeah, he's a guy. He's he's probably the best Rule Five selectee in the majors in the last ten years because okay. the A's got him as a Rule Five from the Marlins, of 2015, 2016, and he just continues to make himself a better player. He saved the A's last year when when Ramon Laureano went down right. with the stress reaction. He played a lot of center field. He's a real competent kid. He was mostly a pull hitter at first, and now he's starting to use the whole field. 
He has seen balls away and driving it to the other field. He's made some adjustments in his swing. Uh, he plays all three outfield positions. He's a guy that Bob Melvin does count on. He's, you know, he's a, he's a guy that, that speaks his mind. He's a guy that uh, is very thoughtful about his process. Uh, he's one guy that even today was frustrated because doesn't have the opportunity to you know, look at video during the games like nobody does because of right. what happened, you know, with the Astros and with the Red Sox. And it's something that he's not happy about. And he was pretty, pretty avid about that today, talking with the media. So I like Mark Hanna a lot too. He's a guy that that he just kind of willed himself to be this kind of player. Yeah. And he, you know, he's been given this opportunity, and he and he hasn't let go. He's a he's a plus defender. I mean, he's not over the top, but he's a plus defender. And he's gotten some big base hits for the A's. He's walked a lot already this year. Uh, and he says, I, I don't mind the walks, but I'm ready to do some more damage offensively. He's got a pretty good feel for like him and Marcus Simeon, especially last year moving forward, did a great job of managing their swing in the strike zone, mm. not chasing a lot. And I think you'll notice that from, from Mark this weekend. He, you know, he may fight off some tough pitches, but he's a guy that, that's important to this club in the middle of the lineup. Last thing, a real quick answer right here, Vince. Do you think this is a, a pretty big statement series for Oakland against the Astros? I think they've got to do something. I mean, even though they're in first place by two and a half, they looked at it even in the 162 when they were going to come here for that first homestand. The A's wanted to kind of get their their voice heard, if you will, on the kind of team they expect to be. Yeah. And hopefully that starts tonight. All right, Vince Catronio, always, man, it's great to see you. Uh, we're doing this virtually, but uh, uh, the fans, I'm sure, are real happy to hear you in Houston as well. Good luck, man. Take care. Glad you're healthy, Sparky. Good to talk to you. AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbock Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!